Plastinote that I behaved. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1004. January 23rd, 2023. 53 degrees was the record high on this day. That happened in 1942. And I was looking at my files, mm-hmm. and boy, the the high records are going to be, uh, the temperature records are pretty much all starting to be in the 50s already. Okay. So there. 34 below on this day in 1886. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Hi, everybody. How was your weekend? I really don't want to know. Okay. Let's go on to... Well, I have an admission to make uh, about driving on the uh, on the seriously rutted streets of St. Paul. You stirred them up via social media over the weekend. And you tell me you know. if I'm sounding euphorian or liberal Lakesian. Okay. It's actually kind of fun. That's my admission. What? It's so bad How that bad it's fun. It? It's like driving a buckboard in the old well, days. Basically, based upon the video you put out on Twitter yesterday or Saturday, whatever. I did two. Well, whatever. I did one Saturday and one Sunday. It was almost as if you were campaigning for one of those Jeep commercials, you right. know, yeah, where yeah, the guys driving the through the mountains. And <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it looked like. It's fun, but there is one danger. If you get up on top of the ridges... You could easily slide into a parked car. Yeah, yeah. So you got to really figure out how to do it. It's, but it's, it was fun. It was fun. Why don't you go bleep yourself? No, yeah. I was just imagining because what you have done is you've lost what three or four feet on both sides of every street. Yeah. Because even our street out here, only one car can get through. If there's another one coming at you head on, you got to take turns. Have you done what I used to do? Uh, you lock it in and then take your hands off the wheel and let. It's like you're going through a car wash, right. and the car <laughs> right. just drives but itself. You, you can, Kenny, if you get in the grooves between yeah. the ruts. You get in the slots. Yep. And sometimes though, you can you can pop out of the slots and start going down the street sideways. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You get cross rutted. You can get cross rutted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what site is this that I'm looking at here? I have uh, it's a CBS site. That means Channel Four. Channel Four has the worst local news website. I agree of the uh, of the local news gathering. They're real heavy on uh, record pumpkins and stuff like that. <laughs> but they managed to find people who are sympathetic to the uh, street problems and it would, that it's the plow drivers did as good a job as they can. And I agree. Uh, here was the problem. Because because maintenance and infrastructure is a low priority in the modern political Mysterian class, okay. the kinds of heads-up stuff isn't getting done. It's not the snowplow driver's fault. Uh, what needs to be done is you get a snowfall and then get back on top of it the next day and do it again. And the money's there. It's just being spent on inclusive poetry right. readings and drag queen hours at the library. It's not being spent on plowing the streets. But that would have remedied the problem. 
And then also we had a couple of days last week where it was warm enough that everything turned to slush, and yet that too wasn't plowed. Right. And by the time they got around to it, it was too damn icy. So everything they plowed up were basically icy boulders, and that you had to remove by hand when you were trying to clear the hump. But that's enough talk about snow plowing. The plow drivers are doing what they can do. Yes. It just is no longer a priority from administration to get it done because they're they're husbanding that budget for their pet projects. And their pet projects are not, is not the maintenance of the city. So here we go. I got to whip through some emails. Okay. Because I've got a lot to do today. Ready? Yep. I mentioned that uh, a documentary called uh, Boys in Blue. Yes. About the coppers who are coaching the North High football team. Coming out on Showtime, I believe. It's already out. Yeah. And apparently it's supposed to be really good. And and uh, MJ writes, after hearing you talk about this, I signed up for a free trial of Showtime and sat down to watch on Saturday. I was blown away. I hope everyone has the time to watch this four-part series. I appreciated that it wasn't political or biased. It was simply the story of some cops and some kids from Minneapolis North High. The love between these coaches and their kids was beautiful to witness. This entire story takes place about eight miles from my home in Mack Groveland in St. Paul, yet seems like a world away. I highly recommend it to everyone. Thanks for bringing it to my attention, MJ. Okay, Uh, I'd like to see it. I might as well keep MJ's email as a reminder. Great note on EVs, and I got this from a number, a number of emailers. Uh, According to the Star Trip business section, I believe on Saturday, GM is spending $900 million to update four plants. The bulk of that will be going to continue to develop future generations of the small block V8. Hmm. Uh, We're not abandoning the V8 engine, and I got that from a number of emailers. I think that's great news. Uh, this is from Gene, Gene Borchard, who writes, I've been out of the state for some 30 years. Is Garage Logic still on the radio? <laughs> and if so, what radio station around Hibbing, Minnesota, would carry it? Somebody get to Gene Borchard in Hibbing and say, give me your phone uh, and do the right buttons and do this woman or man of favorites, J-E-N. I, uh, I never I th- know if that's a man or woman, Gene. I, I have a feeling that Gene's phone is still attached to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it requires a dime. Yeah. That'd be a funny Somebody picture. in Hibbing, will you get to Gene Borchert, please? Uh, and uh, grab his phone and... Uh, I did this to a guy the other day. Are you still on? I said, hand me your phone. It was in his car, and we never did that. At 30 Bales last Tuesday, I was talking to a gentleman who will go go nameless, who may or may not be tied into an advertiser that directly deals with Garage Logic. And I said, well, are 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 you enjoying the podcast? He said, yeah, I haven't listened yet. I don't have time. I said, oh, I heard that conversation. You you advertise on our bleeping show. They're, the whole point of a podcast is because you don't have time. Right. That's the whole bit. That's the whole point. <laughs> you know. The guy kept saying that, too. I, know. I don't have time. And I kept saying to him, you have time. Yes, you do have time. This is why it was invented. Right. 
to cater to a busy lifestyle. Maybe he doesn't like the program. That could be it, too. Yeah, that could be it, too. (laughs) Scott Matura in Montana, listening to local radio this morning, and a caller from Great Falls made a great point just that just further sullies the EV versus fossil fuel argument. When you fill up at the pump, one of the taxes you pay goes to roads, road maintenance, and new road construction. An electric vehicle uses the roads, puts wear and tear on the roads, but does not contribute to the tax that helps pay for the roads. While a fair is simply a place to judge pigs, it does seem yet another divisive, divisive result brought on by the green movement. Well, let me stop right there, and then I'll finish his uh, email. Believe me, that'll get taken care of. Okay. The government's not going to let the EV owners skate. They'll figure up a new tax at the, at the outlet. Oh, you know that. <laughs> They'll come up with a tax at your outlet in your garage. And then Scott uh, continues, and not necessarily unrelated, as the search continues for more documents under the ever-so-watchful eye of Joe Biden, has anyone else noticed that among his residences, he has a beach house? Surely this house will be a goner soon as the oceans rise. Yeah, why do these rich guys keep building ocean (laughs) houses? Uh, And, Scott notes, on all of his properties, not a single electric vehicle to be found. Interesting. That's true. And finally, uh, because I said I wanted to speed through these, this is from uh, Jacob in Cheyenne, Wyoming. As a Wyoming resident that thoroughly enjoys the state, I regret to inform you that Wyoming is full and is not accepting any new residents. Thank you. <laughs> now I already got my little place on the dirt You're already road in. Here. I'm, I got it. I flew in to do today's show. Nice. I flew in to do today's show. You ever been in Nantucket, Billy? Never. There once was a man. Once, yeah, exactly. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. I never continued with the ferry and went out to Nantucket. Hmm. Uh that's another place where the rich people have homes on the right there where the waves right lap the up, yep. right? Well, there are plans to build affordable housing on Nantucket, <laughs> uh, mostly for the, uh, I think Jordy alerted me to this, mostly for the residents who live there year-round, in other words, the workers. Okay. And it's called Surfside Crossing. The plans to build it were submitted in 2018, and they've been hotly contested. Okay. Developers want to create 156 homes on a 13.5-acre site with 70% designated for people who live on the island year-round. They said 15 of the homes and 24 of the condos would be sold for between 261000 and 373000 But locals say we can't have this. The island cannot support this building. Uh, and apparently they... Uh, they don't want to. They don't want the. Uh, so these would be the people that Patrick happened upon in that posh area and said, "You live around here." Yeah, <laughs> but I find a, a lot of holes in this story. If you're already living on the island as a worker, what? Why do the res the? Uh, why do the tourist owners have trouble with you? Essentially, improving the home you're living in, right? Agreed. I mean, you're already out there. The locals have been fighting to stop the scheme. Most people on the island think affordable housing is the number one problem facing it, and yet these attempts to try to do something about it usually have one tragic flaw. They are next door to somebody. So this is a real NIMBY problem. Megan Perry, one of the leaders of the Nantucket Tipping Point protest group, 
said her objections were not NIMBYism. Perry noted that the island's fire chief testified that the development posed a serious public safety concern. In other words, the people who don't want this to happen, they're going to reach for any straw. Right. They're going to come up with anything they can. Uh, they come up with traffic patterns, and they found some rare species. Yep. That could, a that frog. Could, or yeah, a, they a, found a double-breasted mattress mm-hmm. thrasher or, wow. or something that could be, like could be affected. Yeah. So there you have it. I just thought I'd pass that along. I thought affordable housing on Nantucket was $1.5 million one-bedroom condo. That's right. <laughs> There's a little island off the northwest corner of Nantucket called Tucker, Tucker Muck. I didn't know that. Or is it? Hold on. Uh, I can't tell if it's an N or, or an M. It's either Tucker Nuck or Tucker Muck. Yeah. <laughs> Do people live on it? I can't. Well, if I blow it up, maybe I'll see. Uh, yeah, there's some roads there. Yep. This is a case of the comfort, be, the afflicted being, uh, the comfortable being afflicted. Afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. That's what that means. These are the comfortable being afflicted. Mm. And uh, I have no uh, sympathy for them. Your house is going to disappear anyway. What do we got? Nine? You're on the ocean. You're not going to last long. We got nine years left now? Are we down to nine? I think we're down to nine. And and uh, speaking of which, yes, species, rare species, California rules. This is in Saturday's paper on the propaganda page. Okay. California rules allow precious rainwater to wash out to the ocean. Oh, no. <laughs> precious rain. Is there any other type of rainwater? Environmental rules designed to protect imperiled fish in the Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta have ignited anger among a group of bipartisan lawmakers who say too much of California's stormwater is being washed out to sea instead of being used to pump up the reservoirs and aqueducts. And a series of strongly worded letters. Well, when they get to be strongly worded, you know they mean business. Here it comes. In a series of strongly worded letters, nearly a dozen legislators, many from drought-starved agriculture regions of the Central Valley, have implored state and federal officials to relax environmental pumping restrictions that are limiting the amount of water captured from the Delta. When Mother Nature blesses us with rain, we need to save the water instead of dumping it into the ocean. Assemblymember Vince Fong, a Bakersfield Republican, wrote in a letter to Newsom. Didn't I tell you guys two weeks ago? California, you're getting replenished. Nature is, yeah. is blessing you. Don't blow it. Right. Don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. They're they screwing are. it up. Since the beginning of January, a series of atmospheric rivers, which of course have never happened before, well, except for many times, uh, since the beginning of January, a series of atmospheric rivers has disgorged trillions of gallons of much-needed moisture across the drought-stricken California, but only a small fraction of that water has so far made it into storage. In the Delta, the heart of the state's vast water system, nearly 95% of incoming water has flowed into the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. The calls by lawmakers have reignited a long, simmering debate over where and to whom the state's water supply should go. 
With so much excess water in the system, there is no reason that exports south of the Delta cannot be increased, read read another letter that two Democrats, State Senator Melissa Hurtado of Sanger and Assemblymember Jazz Meat Baines of Bakersfield, addressed to Newsom. While the Delta provides drinking water for 27 million Californians and supports the state's massive agricultural industry, It is also a delicate ecosystem that is home to threatened and endangered species, many of which have been suffering amid warming waters. Increasing salinity, dangerously low flows, and other ecological stressors. The tiny delta smelt are dangerously close to extinction. Hmm. Well, a rash statement for me would be, Bleep the smelt if it means humans will prosper. State and federal water managers said they have been complying with environmental regulations designed to protect those species, including a so-called first flush protocol that mandates two weeks of reduced pumping at the onset of the first big winter storms. The flush provides the fish with enough time and water to move away from the powerful pumps which have been known to chew them up. Okay. There are reasons that there are restrictions on pumping, and each of them is founded in some way, shape, or form on trying to conserve habitat for least listed species, said Jeffrey Mount, a senior fellow at the Public Policy Institute of California. The first flush protocol stems from biological opinions issued by the Trump administration in 2019 and from incidental take permits issued by the Newsom administration in 2020. It's a long Los Angeles Times piece. That was all the Tribune locally published. It seems to me that instinctively or stupidly or accidentally, I was on to this two weeks, three weeks ago when I said, you're getting your water, don't blow it. Well, they're going to blow it because we got to save... Precious rainwater. Some smelt. And uh, I've got nothing against smelt. And I... Uh, I'm not sure where I am on smelt yet. <laughs> I think I'm, I have to develop a little more time. We all know where Kenny is. Kenny's a big smelt I've guy. never eaten smelt. They're running. Smelt are running, and they're supposed to be good, right? Mm-hmm. They're little sardine-type fish, aren't they? Uh, are I know they nothing about them? smelt. Are they eating them there? I, it just says it, it sounds like a... Uh, a uh, uh, a species of smelt that's uh, threatened <clears throat> with extinction. And so all this new water comes along, and they're worried that pumping the water will destroy those smelt. I have yeah, that yeah. audio of the smelt you, running. You told us that. All right. Oh, God, I'm running. <laughs> that's the smelt running. running with the devil. Right. Smelts are a family of small fish, the Osmeradae. Found in the North Atlantic and North Pacific Oceans, as well as rivers, streams. Okay. They are also known as freshwater smelts or typical smelts to distinguish them from related arginitad. You know, I just... Excuse me? Argentinidae. Yep. Herring or Argentines. Baflegidae. Yep. Or retropinidae. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> They run in large schools in the saltwater coastline during spring migration. Mr. To their President, have you ever been to Arginite, Mr. President? <laughs> when I was fat, I couldn't see my Arginite. Oh, my God. <laughs> now that I'm skinny, I'd rather be fat. 
Uh, take a break We're so rolled. I can knock people's heads off. <laughs> More about smelt. I'm rolling. Is John playing? You or know what I wanted to do when I was filming the streets? I wanted to play some some western, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. Way out west. Yeah, and use my Sonny phone. Rollins. Huh. Yeah. You don't tell me. I'm an old cowhand. This is what I wanted, something like this. There you go. Are we on? Yeah. The Earth is not your mother. Joe Suchere. Here's a guy with a wedding ring. No filigree, though. Something. That's the foghorn. Joe Suchere. Dylan, I play it's the banjo. end of the world as huh? we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Been a long time since I've said this, but it still holds true. The sun came up today, and DK Mags opened at 10 a.m. The sun was actually out for about 10 minutes. That was nice, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it was just temporary. Uh, say, uh, GLers, if you happen to have a firearm you don't like or you don't want or need, shotgun, rifle, handgun, personal defense, doesn't matter what it is, DK Mags will buy it, or even better yet, trade that firearm in for you. And that goes, the same holds true up at uh, Monticello Pawn and Gun. Same deal there. GLers, uh, Monticello Pawn and Gun, and DK Mags. The best full-service gun store in the metro, and my only choice for guns, ammo, and accessories in the Twin Cities. Good selection, fair pricing, and the most experienced, friendly staff you'll ever deal with. And special orders, no big deal. Do it. Get on the website. Give them a call, whatever it takes. A gun shop for GLers, run by GLers, DKMags.com. Well, GLers, I don't know what to tell you. We're all in this together, and it's difficult to have a positive attitude when we're lied to. But we're being lied to by walls. Uh now what? Minnesota Democrats who vowed on the campaign trail to fully fund public education. Well, stop. That can't be defined. There is no such thing as fully funding education. And I've said earlier, and I'll say it again, I, I got a $100 bill that says next at the start of next school year in the fall of 2023, mm -hmm. you'll get the obligatory story in one of the papers or on TV about teachers who have to reach into their own pockets to buy pencil stuff. Okay, that's an aside. What we're learning is that the uh, we're we're uh, we're going to fully fund public education, okay. and we're going to I'm going to tell you what that looks like according to Wall. Fully fund, okay. Billions of dollars in new spending for schools to keep up with inflation and pay for costly special education and English learner services. Governor Walls and Democratic legislators are seeking to use newfound control of state government uh, to make the state's largest ever investment in public schools. They have $17.6 billion surplus to tap and no Republican majority standing in their way. My message to families, to students, to teachers, to support staff is this is the budget for many of us who taught for decades. This is the budget we're waiting for. This is the transformational moment that can happen, Wall said. It's all duplicitous. Uh, you've been telling us the same thing year after year after year, if not Walls and some other Democrat. 
and uh, I wrote about this for Sunday, and I couldn't help myself to look at some. I looked at some of the comments oh. uh, based on what I wrote. Why? And and some of these people, obviously, who have the column read to them, they uh, they commented, "You can't cut education." See what you don't understand, people, is not increasing the budget is not the same as cutting it. Right. But that that's a big misnomer. And the progressives have gotten away with that for years, claiming that if they don't get an increase, they've been cut. Well, no, you haven't. Well, that's what his entire re-election campaign ran on, was saying that that's what Jensen was for. Well, that's not necessarily no, true. No, Jensen was smart enough to know that education spending, his phrase he used during the campaign was a black hole. Well, it is. It's been a black hole forever. It will continue to be. There is no such thing as fully funded education. You will merely up the bar until the next time you want to steal a surplus <laughs> and use it to the people who put you in office. There is no uh, rhyme or reason for this. This is a lie. It's not fully funded and never can be. Right. Because you keep changing the definition of what fully funded means. And uh, we won't even dwell on this today because we have no place to go with this. I would love to see the numbers, how many students there are in Minnesota, and if it is indeed Well, you could look dropping. that up in a heartbeat. I don't know if I... How many public school students in the state of Minnesota? One of the reasons you guys have trouble with your Google searches, and it takes so long, is you're not framing your question okay. correctly. How would you like the question In the form of framed. a question. How many public school students total in Minnesota? His plan would spend another $722 million over the next two years. And $3 billion over the next four. According to datacenter.kidscount.org, in 2020-2021 school year, 872,083 in the state of Minnesota. Okay, but what, where are you going with that? What's the point of knowing how many students there are? That's what you just asked. Me. Where was it? Well, I know, but he. Where was it last year, or was it five years ago? Well, I don't know, and I don't care. The, the more important point is that the state is misled. The taxpayers are misled by this false belief that look what we've achieved. Mm. You've you've mm. you've produced mm. us such a great surplus that we can now finally fully fund education, yeah, which is a yeah. lie. The only people what? being misled are the Democratic fools that voted for him and his party. Mm -hmm. The, the rest help, of us uh, are not. Uh, Rook's question, or was it Chris's, uh, about the number of students before? Whatever. Yeah, you said eight seventy-two, Chris, right? Yeah, and then in twenty twenty-one, twenty twenty-two, it was eight seven zero. Yeah, and now the latest numbers that I'm seeing are eight twenty-one. So it's down fifty thousand. It looks like eight hundred twenty-one thousand. It's a lot of money. Well, and any parent, and again, this is not the fault of a teacher that a kid can't read. That kid has no learning structure at home. End of story. Walls can't fix that. You can't buy it. You can't spend enough money. Doesn't that seem low? Too many parents have squandered their opportunities to send a kid off to school prepared to learn. Right. Period. Plus, and, they're throwing money at areas that might not need money. There's already financial assistance available for school lunch programs for needy families. And this state has a terrible, terrible uh, performance chart on feeding children without it getting into a fraud. And speaking of performance, are we going to see in the next few years 
the results of this spending by higher grades, higher graduation, uh, more enrollment? That's Is there right. any way to measure this? Right. That's what I wrote for Sunday. Walls was crowing about, let's make this the best state for kids. And I, I to paraphrase myself, I said, okay, that sounds really sweet. But where, how do you measure that you've succeeded? What right. evidence right. do you have that you've achieved What's that? What's your number? What, it it's can't be done. It can't be done because it's unmeasurable. Many of what, much of what we've seen happen to the American taxpayer on the road to making the taxpayer a much smaller citizen is that the current political class, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, has, has developed an almost theme park type of politics, inventing out of whole cloth departments and job descriptions, none of which can be measured for their worth or their merit. None of the, how do you, uh, uh, McAllister has the vice president for inclusive excellence. Would somebody please tell me how you measure that fellow's job for performance? I don't think you can. Walls wants to, in addition to spending more money on education to make it fully funded, which is false, he wants to create an entirely new department for the government. Children learning and happy thoughts or whatever. <laughs> and that'll have to be staffed with people. And then they'll have to have an office building. And they'll have to have computers and copy papers and secretaries and telephones and assistants. And thus does the government grow to a point where you can't measure their success. So I said to Walls, you can come on. Well, I've said that on the air. Walls, you can have this entire show. I'll sit in the other room. Explain to the people of Minnesota how you intend to measure what you t intend to do. How do you measure it? Got it. Kids can't read. They can't do math. Their behavior is off the charts. How are you going to measure this? You're full of B as in B, S as in S. Your whole party is. Oh, you just don't like kids. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> He'll consider Minnesota schools to be fully funded when they've closed the achievement gap between students of color and their white classmates that rank near the top of the nation. I think this will be a moving target, the governor said. Well, a moving target so, guarantees that it's never fully funded. How is throwing money at schools going to increase the education level of let's just black kids can't answer that because it can't be done and there's no evidence or study to suggest that it's ever worked black parents two words of advice for you one of them well, i've been saying both of them for years quit telling these schools to do your kid a favor and two, pay more attention to your own kid at home end of bleeping story this is ridiculous Drop it's going to bankrupt this state it's going to transform this state into uh, into uh, uh, the worst possible dire financial conditions you can imagine. What's funny in this piece that you and I are reading from and referencing in today's Star Tribune, uh, the GOP side of the aisle is covering everything that we've been saying for a long, long time. But, of course, they're being portrayed as evildoers right, and right. people that hate kids and right. hate black people, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what you're talking about, Joe, because Forbes magazine just rated Minnesota as the second best state in the world to live. Really? Or in the country. To What's live. number one? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I believe it was. Wasn't it Massachusetts? 
Uh, well, first Johnny, of all, yours, North Dakota, was, I believe, in the top five as well. Well, what oh, is course. this? Who, who funded this and what's it based on? Well, of course, it's based on complete nonsense. What does any of this have to do with what we were talking about? Well, Joe was just ripping the fact that the state's uh-huh. going to be bankrupt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and education is one of their yes the things that they base it on top marks you for can education. You continue to spend more and more and more, but you're not going to get any better results. There had to be what four or five school-related violence issues last week. Rook, Como, Harding, St. Paul Central, Jimmy yep. Lee Rec Center. <laughs> By the way, and I can't do it all by myself, but I'll pass this along to some people at the paper. Maybe they can do it. You look at this guy who shot the kid at the Jimmy Lee Mm. Recreation Center. Yep. Check the tattoo he's got on his neck. I knew he was tatted up, but I didn't read the tat. I think it says loyalty. Okay. My informants tell me that's uh, gang-compelled. Uh, and maybe he has forsworn the gang life and doesn't want it anymore. But he, he has that on there. And he also had a permit to carry a gun. I would love to know his criminal record. And if, in fact, he had any felonies. Well, he, he wouldn't be able to carry one if he did. But if he had felony charges that were reduced to non-felony charges, allowing him to end up with a gun... That would be interesting to know. Might he be another example of a judicial system that cut him so much slack that you ended up putting the guns of a hand, in the hands of a dangerous young guy? You can blame your local sheriff, the county sheriff, for that. Yeah, well, I, the I don't sheriff think, is I don't the think one Fletcher who makes, would accept the, well, well, if it was he's Fletcher, the one that makes the determination on who gets to carry in that county. Well, then if it was Fletcher, then maybe this kid doesn't have any past felonies. Well, there you go. Yeah. But what's with the tat? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could. Well, just because he's got a tattoo doesn't mean. But it's mean a he... specific gang tat. Who told you that? Some cracker? Uh, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just looked it up. There are loyalty tattoos that are related to gangs, and there are loyalty tattoos that are not. Well, so. and maybe he has one. Maybe we should have our own GL loyalty tattoo. Yeah. Put it right there on our wrist. It's like a little yeah. cattle prod yeah. on our wrist. I ain't wearing one. Well, whatever. Uh, you got to spend more money on education. Uh, good luck. Uh, Godspeed. Uh, it won't result in anything except the demand for more money. That's ultimately what will result the bottom in. Bottom line. Well, that $17 billion wasn't enough. Please produce another surplus, taxpayers, because we're going to need it. There's uh, other ideas this morning from the governor. I'll cover those in the news. I it's wish you this, would, and let's have... Sto- Yes, I'm sorry, the story actually just broke, so Good. Uh, I'll, I'll read that to you cold, basically. Let's have John when we return. This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. Although the Vikings are out, you still have plenty of options to view other football teams as they strive to make the Super Bowl. It's as simple as that. Options. Life is all about having options. Why do you continue to have your home and auto insurance with one single agent that represents only one single company? It's like watching two football teams play each other every week for 17 weeks straight. No thanks. It just doesn't make any sense. By now, you should know the Canopy Group provides you with 16 different insurance companies and 40 insurance professionals. 
all with just one goal in mind, providing you with the best insurance coverage at the best price each and every year. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and they will check out your options. Take We're a, rolling. Take a picture uh, of that. That's a nice picture. Make that your screensaver. This guy wears many hats, yeah. just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Two years? Two years. Seafoam motor treatment can be used to stabilize that cruddy fuel for two years. And I've actually proved it. Proved it recently. Uh, with that generator that I hadn't fired up in years, I thought, you know, what the hell? I opened the cap, gave it a sniff, seemed fine, started right away. Two years. And everything that Seafoam does for those small engines, it can do for the big, 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 big ones. You got a straight eight? You got a V12? What do you got? You just got a small block? That's fine. Doesn't matter. Straight six, slant six. I don't care. Four banger? Uh, it works on everything, gas and diesel, great preventive medicine, and great for reviving engines that haven't turned over in many years, even trannies for that matter, with the Seafoam Tranny Tune. Check out the website, seafoamworks.com. You'll get all sorts of fun little hints and tips on how to use Seafoam. You can buy this stuff everywhere around the world. A local company, a global reach, uh, reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. The longer okay. I talk, the worse it gets. Start out strong, then it fades. We agree. We hey, still. for 10 bucks a month, yeah. you too can join the town council. Oh, boy. And the, now if you join, <laughs> you get a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Center gift card. What? Okay, now That's you're talking. Deal. Well, wait a now year. We'll talking. probably be giving you a car. No, don't say wait, that. Well, we'd give them stuff away. The first right. people who joined didn't get anything. They got to be in line first. You get the show archives on video, and you get a weekly newsletter, and you get the membership card. You get the town council window cling, mm -hmm. and you get invites to exclusive members-only events. Go to garagelogic.com and learn more. It's kind of unique and fun to the podcasting world. Because some days when you get us, uh, when we're not uh, podcasting, but you're catching us between breaks, sometimes you're getting your money's worth. Mostly you're not, but it's 10 bucks, so who, you know. <laughs> you know what I want it's, it's from a, Gio? It's a, it's a worthy gamble. I want a ding-ding cling. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Ding-ding cling. Ding, ding. I like that. Yeah. And, Rook, ding, you ding, continue cling. to work on the uh, archives? Yep. And there's a lot of them. Speaking of which, we have to do some liners, by the way. All right. Here's John Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Before we start news, uh, Kenny uh, got me researching earlier when he talked about Tuckernuck Island. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. It's privately owned oh, by boy. the summer residents. Oh, boy. It's small. It's only 900 acres. Yeah. There's about 35 houses that have been built on the island. The oldest goes all the way back to the mid-1700s. Oh, The wow. island has no paved roads or public utilities. Electricity is generated by gasoline-powered generators and solar panels. Water comes from several wells on the island, and water heaters are generally gas-powered, as are the stoves. The island has a few cars, but most of the folks get around on scooters, golf golf carts. Golf carts. Oh, doesn't that sound? Uh, fun? Is there a is there a commercial area? Uh, no, I don't think so. It just looks uh, flora and fauna. There's nothing nothing there that uh, How I think cool it's just would that be? rich people who have houses there. And they're going to be deprived of their gas stove. I mean, that you can't have That's those. Right. Yeah. You can't have yeah. those. That's coming up. 
Maybe you, if you don't have it in your news, John, I do have it coming up. But, I don't. But here's John so, Haidt. Uh, Tuckernuck, by the way, means loaf of bread. Oh, Tuckernuck. Like Tuckernuck. Yeah. Uh, also, I didn't have a chance. Normally, I listen to the show when I'm not on. I did not have a chance Friday. Did you guys talk about David Crosby? We essentially waited for you. Oh, well, that was uh, nice. You're, you might uh, that. I know more about him than you do, but let's. Uh, I, I doubt it. I know. But that's that's okay. I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, what what did you guys come up with? Anything? We just yeah. said, uh, I don't think did, we said much at all. We lost uh, David, and uh, uh, I thought I thought he was pretty talented. Yeah, and fa- a fascinating guy, too. Uh, you know, obviously, we all know about his troubles with drugs and, mm-hmm. and, uh, extreme extremely left wing mm-hmm. i mean beyond beyond what you'd consider a lefty i very opinionated uh in real life which was he was uh, the was... son of hollywood royalty for god's yes. sakes his dad yeah. was a of what a cinematographer or mm-hmm. something i don't know floyd crosby yeah he was really fun on twitter if you guys followed him mm-hmm. uh he was fun there. And he also, uh, you know, he made enemies uh, with uh, even friends, like obviously Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young all ended up, you know, fighting at the end. But uh, if you found other musicians, they all loved him if they knew him, mm-hmm. which when you go to, went to Twitter and went to his account, and then you saw pictures after his death of him with 50, I saw at least 50 pictures with different rock royalty mm-hmm. where they all talked about how much fun they had with them and how much they enjoyed them and that kind of thing. Also saw Crosby, Stills and Nash in, I don't know, 89 or 90 at the Northrop. Yeah. The, the thing that blew me away about the concert, even though I was a huge Stephen Stills guy, right. was, was Crosby's voice. Mm-hmm. Just, just incredible. Well, incredible. I love his voice. Very yeah. different. Uh, his Wonderful dad was a co- uh, Academy Award winning cinematographer Floyd, who also worked on Wall Street. Uh, and... Uh, his father was a relative of the Van Renalassier family, granddaughter of Bishop of Pittsburgh, Cortland Whitehead, descended from the Van Cortland wow. family. They regularly inhabited the New York Society pages before their wedding. Well, he they had homes in Hollywood and Santa Barbara when he was a kid. Uh, he came from Dole. He didn't die with much. He managed to squander most of what he made. Hmm. I... Uh... Uh, if uh, I know somebody, let's put it this way, I know somebody who worked on uh, part of a, that. Have you guys seen the autobiographical uh, video Cameron Crowe did, the, yes. the movie, the yes. film? Don't Wonderful forget my film. name or remember my name. Remember, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know somebody who worked on that who uh, went to his house and said he just had a grand time working on it. And, and he and his wife, Jan, were, were, were wonderful to this person, cinematographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, anyway, uh, so... David Crosby. Those boys had a lot of fun in the 60s in uh, Topanga Canyon. They really did. They had a lot of fun. And I got the story wrong. I did tell the story Friday, John, that I got wrong. And that is they're all laying around Mama Cass's house one day before they were a group. And Crosby and Stills were harmonizing something. And it was Nash who said, do that again. They did it again. Mm -hmm. And Nash said, do it one more time. He did it again and did it one more time. And Nash said, I'll do it again and I'm going to join in. And he did yeah. it. And they all looked at each other. And Nash was the one who said, I guess what I know what I'll be doing for the next couple of years. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. Crosby who said that. That's a great story. And yeah. it was, I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was Helplessly Hoping, a song that Stills had written, which yeah. ended up on their first album, which is a great song. So anyway, 
anyway, uh, the fact that he lived to 81. That's a miracle. Really should surprise anybody who knew his history. Yeah. So in news, uh, Governor Tim Walz, uh, you'll have to excuse me. I just dug this up, Joe, when you were talking about the other stuff. Uh, he's now unveiled his proposed state budget regarding public safety and health. Okay. According to Walz's office this morning, his latest proposal includes $22 million for expanding access to non-narcotic pain management services, a $100 million investment for housing, a $1 million investment for firefighter training and education, $300 million for public safety aid that would be provided to cities, counties, and tribal governments, as well as $4.5 million up front and $1.5 million in grants to help agencies buy body cameras. Items listed in the proposal include universal background checks on all firearm sales, raising the minimum age of buying military-style style firearms to 21 years old, the banning of high-capacity magazines, Permanent funding, the state's Department of Veterans Affairs to find gaps in homeless veteran response systems and to connect at-risk veterans experiencing homelessness with Social Security disability benefits. The creation of incentives for incarcerated individuals to take part in treatment plans to help with their return to communities. Creating a public health insurance for Minnesotans. Expanding medical assistance eligibility. Extending the prescription drug price transparency program to include pharmacy benefit managers and wholesalers. And provide funds to support grants for healing and overdose prevention. Uh, all of this follows last week's proposal, wow. uh, 12, 12 billion for yeah. education. The proposal comes as 300 million public safety bill is on fast track at the Minnesota Capitol. Back in the day when uh, politicians actually had some bipartisan engagement, uh, the sitting governor would would come up with this kind of stuff, and it was called a wish list. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yep. then, and then, because people were rational and normal and didn't fight each other all the time, they would get together and they'd get whittled on and honed and reshaped, and you'd end up with something that, generally speaking, both sides could live with. That's mm-hmm. gone now. Yep. And and much of this, much of what's called Walls's wish list probably will be brought to fruition because there's no counter voice. Including using the money to take away some of our current rights, rights that we already have. Mm -hmm. You know what he's doing? This is the equivalent of a uh, recently just signed athlete letting it rain at Mm -hmm. the strip club Mm -hmm. is what he's doing with our Mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Just letting it rain. I like that analogy. That's a pretty good analogy. A lot of the strip clubs. A log of the script club. A log of the script club. I always misplace that one because it's spelled incorrectly. Well, he says script. I know. A log of the script club. A log of script club. Is that Pac-Man? So who convinced Oh, that's not it. Yeah, it's bubbles every week. (laughs) Hold on, I'll find it. Yeah, go ahead, John. You you look and I'll read. A public meeting will be held tonight on the hot topic that you already hit today, Joe. Snow plowing in the city of St. Paul. Uh, I don't know. What can can they divine tonight, Uh, you know? Last week, crews tried to plow residential roads where snow had built up from previous storms after citizens complained. And since then, the city said they did make some progress on residential roads. Uh, Some areas as of this weekend, though, uh, continued to be too packed with parked cars for plows to clear. In addition, the city's Public Works Department issued a statement Monday morning after getting reports of several garbage and recycling carts being knocked over and damaged during plowing operations last week. Uh, The statement said they were aware of the problem. Members of the city's public works staff will join the meeting, which will be held from 6 to 8 at Arlington Hills Community Center at 1200 block of Payne Avenue. Uh, Back to that overturned and damaged cart story, the Pioneer Press reporting 
Uh, residents took video saying a snowplow driver went rogue and bulldozed several trash bins and recycling carts. <laughs> Sending the containers flying into yards and other neighbors' driveways and throwing trash and recycling everywhere. It's captured, <laughs> captured and posted on YouTube. Uh, according to one man writing on a YouTube page, the snowplows pushed four damaged trash carts into my driveway, but none of them are mine. I did find mine, though, a block away. <laughs> <laughs> City Council President Amy Bredmon, whose Ward 5 includes much of the Como Park neighborhood, posted on the page about the incident. She thanked residents for bringing it to her attention and said the behavior was, in her words, completely outrageous and unacceptable. Is she the one that will find walking her dog? Which one is she? Yeah, yeah. if you want to talk to her, you can catch her around Como. Como, around 10 11. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. okay, walking the dog, right. <laughs> you know, I'm going soft because... There's nothing you can do about it now. Our fate is sealed because they right. didn't get to it before it froze. It's your only hope now is 60 degree weather. Love the shirts. It'll melt. Yeah, St. it'll Paul melt. City it'll melt. And yeah, I did go to the strip club. I did. Which I shouldn't have been in. I should. Which been. I haven't been in since then. That's See? right. I believe you. Yeah. First responders took nine people to the hospital after a seven-vehicle crash last night in Minneapolis, according to the state patrol. Department of Transportation cameras showed stall tra uh, stalled traffic throughout the 8 and 9 p.m. hours on westbound I-94 near the Franklin Avenue Bridge. The state patrol says the crash happened in the area around 8.30 in the evening last night. Nobody's injuries were life-threatening. The state patrol says they're investigating the cause of that crash. You know why Authority. I missed the, you know why I missed that crash last night, John? Because I, I was watching the worst movie ever made. What, what was that? What's Kenny? that? Top Gun Maverick. See, those are just oh, fighting oh, words. You've seen that? Wow. What didn't you like about it? In all honesty, virtually every second. And you've seen the, the most, original. It's the it's the most predictable, worst written, lame piece of crap. You found I it a cliche, didn't you? See, every every scene about it was a cliche. First, we have the old man going against uh, his superiors, hitting Mach 10, okay. And then he's back at Top Gun. And then we established <laughs> that all the pilots are jackasses. And it's just, everything is predictable. By but it. the flight Everything's... scenes alone weren't worth your no, time? No, no. Rolled wow. out Val Kilmer. I'd, I'd, have to, uh, I'd have to part ways with Kenny. I thought the, the technical filming was really fun. What a piece of junk. 96% on Jeez. Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience gave it a score of 99 And that's why Hollywood is a hellhole, because they turn out this absolute garbage. You're wrong. You're just it's wrong. It's just middle you know America what? How many times white, you seen eight? white bread, warm milk piece of crap. I'll answer that question, however. Horrible acting. How many times? From actors we've... Who the hell are these people? We know two. We know two actors wow. in the whole film. <laughs> How oh, many look, times? Here's Tom flying a jet. Here's Tom driving a car. Here's Tom riding a motorcycle. Oh, give motorcycle. me a break, Joe. Do you want to know how many times I've seen it in the theater or in total? Total. Eight. Okay. Well, you wow. should be fired. Five times in the theater. Five it's like you rookie. Theaters. You're not allowed to mention it anymore because rookie can't mention. Including, uh, I've Murphy seen movies. it. I've seen John it in Candy. the theater in three different states. Oh, I'll have you. That know. is so messed up. Yep. Because he's been banned at local theaters. <laughs> Do not let this man watch it one more time. This oh, is the equivalent of telling the entire world that you're the dumbest ass in the whole wow. wide 
world. You know what? You hate. World. I'm not going to sit here Chris and Reavers. let you, you know, badmouth the United he, States you know of America. He hates America. You really he? do. <laughs> Are you part of the American Taliban? Hater. Are you part and, of the Taliban? As for you, Sushere, I don't understand. What's your theory been something about puts our faith back in America, USA? I didn't get that at all. <laughs> no, I, I'm not, not at all. I'm not sure I said that. It put my faith back. It, it seemed to me to be a movie made by people who have not paid attention to anything that's happened in culture in the last 30 years. There was nothing woke about it. There was nothing inclusive about it. There was nothing diverse about it. There was, If there was diversity, it happened organically. There was nothing in it that's, that suggested hints of the failed academy. That's what I liked. People I in the Navy even said it was a great oh, depiction. Is it yeah. depiction? Kenny, uh, Kenny hated this movie so much. At 7.07 this morning, he sent me a message asking me if I'd seen it. And then he followed that with an obscenity describing the movie. So that's well, John, you still haven't like. seen the original. Well, John, I, I sent that to both you and Don because and I Dawn, thought yes. maybe Dawn we could talk I. about it on Wednesday. But Don hasn't seen it either because she knows that it's a piece of ass. Do you want me to call in? I, I'd be happy to call into the Krabby Coffee <laughs> Show and discuss the movie. Yeah, with you got a guest right there. Here we go. I mean, uh, what do you want to know? You know, my favorite right, scene I'll is when it. they, uh, you know, oh, when they here go. Here we yeah, go. I want to have you fly. on my show so you can talk all over me on that show, too. That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's, let's do that. Boy, Kenny's feeling cantankerous. He really is. Let's move on with that. I wish you show. would, John. It's the only way to avoid this. The Federal Bureau of Investigation searched President Biden's Delaware home Friday and located six more items containing classification markings. Investigators also took possession of some of his notes, according to the president's lawyer. Bob Bauer is a personal attorney for Biden. He said the search lasted 13 hours. The classification level and contents of the material seized was not disclosed. The Justice Department took possession of materials it deemed within the scope of its inquiry, including six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials, all of this according to Bauer in a statement. Investigators also took further review personally handwritten notes from the vice presidential years. In a separate statement, Richard Sauber, a White House attorney, said the Justice Department conducted a comprehensive search of the president's residence. Neither the president nor the first lady were present during the search. Oh, yeah. Well, did you know that seen from above, St. Peter's Square is in the shape of a keyhole? Hmm. Okay. Got to watch Aliens, man. You know it's coming. I've seen better acting on episodes of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> that one was Wrong Way Corrigan. Yeah, that was a better sure. than Top Gun. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying about Remember the cast, one. in all seriousness. Jennifer Conley is a huge star. John Hamm is a huge star. Yeah, Miles Teller out, is becoming a huge star. All out of work. Yeah. And <laughs> desperate to take any role. Reavers, he, he's throwing a plug. This big into the lily pads. Uh-huh. It's this big. Yep. And you're trying to get your big pie hole around it. No, I just wanted Spit to look it up out. stuff from uh, Top Gun stuff. Maverick. We lost Chris for the rest of the year. Eight and a half out of ten on IMDb. He threw, he's, at, he's got an industrial strength fishing rod yep. with twine for, for line. And he threw the heaviest lure mm-hmm. he could find. He got and me. you just went for it. 
You got me. Yeah. But I just, you know what I've come to the realization, Joe? I, I just think, I don't think Kenny's smart enough to realize the brilliance of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> the whole night, <laughs> the whole show, I'm predicting what's going to happen next. And I didn't get it wrong once. Kenny, I will admit. It's so predictable. I When I, I saw it on opening night, I did the same exact thing and I still wasn't disappointed. But I agree with you completely. You He's going to end up teaching at Top Gun. <laughs> He's going to end up flying the mission himself. Does anyone know anything about Banshees of Inisherin? Oh, t- where do you want to yeah. know? You, John? Well, we, Kenny and I do because Dawn talked about it at length during that, Am I going to have to use closed caption to understand that, I wonder? I might say into my microphone I want to watch That's the that. one that I'm too uh, afraid to watch, right? Yeah, the, the yeah. one with the two, two Irish guys. Why are you afraid to watch it? Uh, this Dawn likes some weird, scary, frightening movies that change your life. And I've learned my lesson with her. Her, her, her. Uh, There's nothing to suggest this is a horror movie. Yeah. Well, no, no, but there are some creepy parts which she alluded to. Uh, oh, so what in the film? Uh, I, her, I thought it sounded fascinating. But she's on me. a different level than the rest of There's us. There's some when it creepy comes to parts movies. in Top Gun. No, no, there's not. <laughs> what Can looks like a keyhole some... from above? Oh, St. Peter's Square. Uh, See, the good. the ancient astronauts uh, thought that the keyholes were assigned a to uh, go through the keyhole and enter a different realm. What do you make of all the granite obelisks that we have around the world? Are you buying that the, those are uh, <laughs> using um, current from the earth to contact the, yes. the brethren? Yes, the... because I don't know how the uh, primitive people, uh, it was all they could do to wrap a lion's skin around them for clothing. They didn't know bleep. And uh, they were sinking multi-ton obelisks into the ground, halfway yeah. into the ground. Yeah. How, how'd they do that? Huh? Huh? You huh? know, for ig- as ignorant as you are, I think you've come wow. up with the best, <laughs> the absolute best theory on what these aliens and UFOs are. And I completely 100% buy it. And I've never heard anybody else but you say it. It's us coming back to visit us. Coming back to see how we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. What? I'm going to take my pencil and do Johnny Carson and go, when exactly did I lose control of the show? When did I lose control of the show? <laughs> John, if you, if you don't mind. <laughs> sure, Chris. What the hell? Joe, Governor Tim Walls issued the following four minutes ago. Our one Minnesota budget proposes universal background checks on all firearms. Yeah, that's the one that set me off, Chris. Raises the minimum age to purchase military-style firearms and John, bans high-capacity magazine. Uh, Joe, this isn't a partisan issue issued four minutes ago this is about protecting minnesotans let's get this done okay one minnesota budget if that's just not a line of bull let me just educate everybody who doesn't know this thank you trying to take away high capacity magazines at this point is like trying to take away ford f-150s it just it's impossible and it won't happen there's i mean i bet you i have 60 of them myself still in the package yep it's just, it's not going to happen. And so now I'm going to need a background check to go buy a Remington 870 so I can shoot some ducks. Give me a break. Yeah. Anyway. Well, what are you going to do? Representative You know George who I blame Santos. for all this? I don't know if I made this clear earlier when I was on my rant. Reavers. You know whose fault this is? Maverick. No, it's the Minnesota GOPs. Yeah. It's the Republicans' fault. It's not much of a party. No. No, it's non-existent. Yeah. 
Representative George Santos, who initially denied claims he performed as a drag queen, later appeared to admit he he did have fun dressing at a festival dressing as a woman. Okay. And and not only that, recently Yo. surfaced videos seem to suggest he, he did it over a period of at least three years and not just once, like he said, perhaps, that he did. The allegations of Santos performing in drag first emerged last week when freelance journalist Marisa Cabas broke the story. Cabas spoke to Ula Richard, a drag queen and former friend of the embattled congressman who shared a photo appearing to show Santos in a red feathered dress, jewelry, and a black wig. Richard said the photo was taken in 2008 at the Pride Parade in a city <laughs> next to Rio de Janeiro, where Santos was living at the time. She then shared more photos of what appears to be Santos and Drag, telling Cabas she met him when he was a teenager and knew him as Anthony DeVolder, two of his given names. He's used several names now. It would serve these effed up, weak-spined Republicans to see Santos start voting with Democrats and everything. Yeah, well, he won't, though, because he has aligned himself with far-right GOP lawmakers, which is what's making everybody angry. Uh, he also supported Florida's parental rights and education bill, which critics have labeled the Don't Say Gay bill. He's accused drag queens of grooming children with other GOP members, and he's been accused of lying about his past, including fabricating elements of his employment history, education, and his mother being present at 9-11. When she was out of the country, right? You guys, I, I, if, I don't know. Do you guys hate Jimmy Fallon as much as I do? Yes. Um, I have to give him props. He had on, he had on uh, Lovitz, John Lovitz, playing yeah, Santos. Sure. Oh and, my God! Oh, it was so funny. Oh, oh my God! You just gotta look this up I'm and watch it. It, it right is now. so funny. <laughs> did, did it involve the? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's where I was. It was yeah, you know, it, it was just such a perfect pit, pit, um, because it just it reminded me of that old just, character. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, ticket. my God, I'm just he's seeing just, the still shot right now. He's just lying about everything, and it is so awesome. I remember when I, my wife, Morgan Fairchild, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's kind of that bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Police in Atlanta have now uh, said the charges uh, who uh, that are going against six people who were arrested Saturday night in downtown Atlanta during protests that came in response to a proposed police training facility and the fatal police shooting of an activist earlier this week. They each face four felony charges, domestic terrorism, arson in the first degree, criminal damage in the second degree, and interference with government property. The suspects range from 20 to 37 years old, and none are from Georgia. The protests come in response to a planned 90 million 85-acre law enforcement training facility dubbed Cop City by its opponents, and just days after the police killing of 26-year-old activist Manuel Esteban Paez Terrain during the site of the training Reavers, center. turn it off. First this 30... is not what you do in the middle of a show. No, I know. I was seeing if anything was, but we can't, I realized we well, can't. Well, then turn it off. It. I just did. We can't Const... play it on the air. No. That's... that's too bad. I know. Concert announcement for fans of 1990s country music. Brooks and Dunn will be hitting the Excel Energy Center as part of their reboot tour get it oh uh, yeah. yeah i thought that was the are they the guy that's a guy and a, a native american who am i no, thinking that's of? that's williams and reed oh brooks and dunn are pretty much a straight yeah. no where brooks and dunn are a straight country oh. really really pretty good country band actually. yeah i'm sure you'll be going and it's yeah. called the reboot tour because their big hit was boot scoot and boogie oh. which, I've, which i've done in at least three bands that i've been who else in. is playing that uh, show johnny 
Uh, that show Dunn. will be opened by uh, Scotty. What's his name? The guy that McCreary. Yeah, the guy that was on American yeah. Idol. Yeah, where's this show? Yeah. XL uh, XL Energy Center. Uh, they haven't basically done much since 2010, 2011. They did concerts then at the Excel Center and the Minnesota State Fair, but that was part of a retirement tour. And for the it. most part, they uh, did stick to their word and remained uh, retired. Until, they need the uh, bread, huh? Did you see where that Sea <laughs> Hag Madonna is going to make another tour? Oh, good for her. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Woo hey, Tickets uh, go on sale at 10 o'clock uh, on Friday. Is, is Bruce Springsteen going back out on tour? Yes. Oh yeah. I, th- I think he saw. Uh, I think I saw. He's going to be here in early March, right? Yes, that's correct. That's yes. government music. I tried desperately if, to get tickets, but they were a little out of my. I am my going league. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Boy, uh, if he could play tickets, if he could no, play "Born to Run" right away, first song out of the uh, out on stage, I'd I'd love to see that. I have a wife that would leave me for him, so we had to go. Yeah, well, here's the deal, fellas, and you can throw all the hooks out you want, but there's not a better rock and roll concert in the world, so throw all the hooks out you want. Then a uh, I won't Springsteen? Yeah. I've seen He'll him. give you your money's worth. I've seen him a couple times. Is he playing the X? That's, that's I've the seen X. him 15, maybe. Oh, I haven't seen like him 15. All no. that money, and he can't fix that underbite, huh? Nope. The roommate saw him during that tour in the 80s that Courtney Cox was up dancing on stage with him. Born, yeah, it's the first time I saw him. My Born wife was at that concert. That was all planted. And do you know right. that... Uh, you know. They all thought, oh, she was so lucky that she got picked out. Well, they had to redo it again. Right. They, right. Said so, well, they were shooting a video. A video. Right. It wasn't, right. yeah, wasn't, wasn't supposed to be a surprise. Right. She was doing the white girl dance. Well, they were dancing in the dark. Right. I think. A man in North Carolina stole I don't know, John. Such. Some of those lyrics are pretty dang good. Yeah, you know. Let's face it, he's an awful, awful musician, but he can really write some lyrics. Okay, I see a hook. I see a hook flying right at <laughs> I me. I had to call my neighbor over musician. so he could give me a ride. I, two of the things Joe uh, ever said to me that made me doubt him. <laughs> yeah. First thing he said was Bruce Springsteen's not a very good guitar player. That really made well, me doubt him. Yeah, he's not. And then, and then he walked out to my desk one day when we were in the old building or hey, the old Johnny. area and he said hey was Jimi hendrix really that good a guitar player at which point i went what i don't think i would have done that Are you having you a did stroke? That, trust yeah. me trust me you did that i thought you were yeah. crazy rookie yeah. you're right he should have been playing coffee houses with pete seeger in the 50s i mean it's just garbage isn't it <laughs> I'm not biting. John is shaking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm fine. Clarence I'm made fine. him. Clarence Clemens made yeah, him. Yeah, but did he um, ever do one of the best opens to a great movie? Like Kenny Loggins for Top Gun? I don't yes, think yeah. so. I, I like Kenny Loggins. Oh, so, I do too. That's about I think the he was Philadelphia. <laughs> Down by the river. I like that song, Philadelphia. No, no, we go <laughs> down to the river. Down by the river. Down by the river actually is Neil Young. See? Wheel in the sky keeps, keeps on turning. Now there's a guy who can't sing, that's, Neil that's Young. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's down by the river where no one goes. There's a lady down there. She ain't got it's no clothes. Down by the river. <laughs> it's all the same, John. Why don't we take a break? No. You sure? <laughs> oh, we weren't. We're in we music were, corner. We were on? It's all music corner. Okay. <laughs> well, you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sugere. 
Democratic leaders in major cities nationwide have already moved forward with bans on natural gas stoves, even as the Biden administration has pumped the brakes on similar regulations at the federal level. Cities including L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, and New York uh, have enacted varying restrictions on natural gas hookups impacting gas-powered furnaces, ovens, and stoves. Uh, Your furnace is next. New York City. The hell with them. Well, you can't take that attitude because your furnace is next. Yeah, we got a gas stove and a gas furnace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Gas or electric. And then so you're going to have an electric one that's going to run off electricity that's generated by the sun and the wind, except when the wind doesn't blow and there's snow on your uh, solar panels. Then you don't have heat. Yeah. The biggest mistake that could... Oh, oh, well, we've already had a lot of mistakes. A major ongoing mistake will be made if Gavin Newsom becomes president. Well, it's shut her down then at that point. It is. He's a, a weak soul. He's a... Only because they come to us. More documents found at uh, Uncle Joe's house. Yeah. Nothing? Hey, do you listen to the news? Come on. Only because they come to us. It's too All busy the way from trying to fish you in. Marlith Park and Umpumalanga, South Africa. Joe, you gotta you gotta cheer up a little. From the traveling lions. Wow. <clears throat> On this day. Uh, yes. Today is January twenty third. On this day in eighteen fifty five, a cable suspension bridge opened between Minneapolis and Nicollet Island. The first permanent span over the main channel of the uh, Mississippi. It could be crossed by paying a toll of three cents one way or five cents for a round trip per human foot passenger, 15 cents per horse, and two cents per head for sheep. Did we pay that back then or did we just skip it like we do the light rail? No, you had to pay. Oh, you, yeah. back then. Yeah. On this day in 1865... So it was pretty much where the Hennepin and Avenue Bridge is, right? I suppose, yeah. Yeah. In 1865, First National Bank of Minneapolis started business with a capital of 50 grand, with beginnings at a private bank co-owned by its first president, Jacob Seidel, or Siddle. The institution would go through several name changes, celebrating 75 years in business in 1939 as First National Bank and Trust Company of Minneapolis, and then reverting to its original name in 1943. I have no idea if that's still there. First National Bank of Minneapolis. You want me to look it up? Yeah. Yeah. On this day in 1929, the three-day trial of Lake Charles resident Ben Schock, charged with not having a license for his beagle, began. (laughs) Declaring a case of mistaken identity, Schock claimed that his beagle had died and that the license fee collector had seen him with another beagle. Stock refused to pay bail and is jailed for 30 days while the judge pondered the case, finally ruling that Shock had been wronged and should be set free. He was in jail for 30 days? How did that make this list? Yeah, for a wrong beagle. Well, didn't the the judge that put him in jail finally decided that he shouldn't have put him in jail? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) On this day in 1976, another strange one. Milton Reynolds, 
An Albert Lee native who became a millionaire by his astute and early mass production and promotion of a new type of ballpoint pen in the 1940s, <laughs> died in Chicago. That was a tremendous loss. On this day in 1986, Northwest Airlines bought Republic Airlines for $884 million, I remember a, that. A purchase that formed a twin... Cities-based, a single Twin Cities-based carrier, and the third largest airline in the United States. Ah, what was Republic before it was Republic? North Central. Good job, Such. Very good. In 1986, on this day, Jan 23, William Rubin, former president of Flight Transportation Corporation of Eden Prairie, and Janet Carkey, his chief financial officer were found guilty by a federal jury in St. Paul of penetrating the law... Perpetrating. Well, big difference there. Wow. Holy cow. I started unbuttoning my shirt. (laughs) They were charged with penetrating. (laughs) They were charged with perpetrating the largest financial fraud in Minnesota history by engineering a sale of... 25 million bucks in stock for a mostly fictitious company. Brilliant. I don't, I don't recall that case. Wow. I don't recall that case. What was the address of First National Bank? I don't have an address. I thought you it was said, in Minneapolis. Yeah, it was on First. It was over there on First. On Main, maybe. It's on Main. Well, I believe now it's Bridgewater Bank in Minneapolis. St. Paul still has a First National Bank. At least it has a First National Bank building. Um, First National Bank of Minneapolis, founded in 1864, now the main subsidiary of First Bank Subsidiary. System, subsidiary of First subsidiary. Bank Systems, Inc., a bank holding company. Idiocracy. There yeah. we go. Is that going to do it for today, I, Joe? I think it should. Okay. I really do. GLers, do us a favor. Hit the old subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube page. Because we're putting up some good stuff there for you every single day. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And as Joe mentioned, new findings for the Garage Logic Town Council members. For just 10 bucks a month or $100 a year, you can join in on the fun. And listen to John play his guitar. Can you tuna fish? Can't keep up with Dylan's licks. <laughs>